Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Second Opinion with me, Dr. Christian. Another week, another burst of slightly confusing governmental messages and we find ourselves in a different phase of this very different situation. Well, sort of. Most of us are still in the same place, just with the added confusion and uncertainty thanks to the latest round of messaging. So we can go to the park, but you can't go to the park. If you can go to work, try and go to work, but if you can't go to work, then stay at home. Uh, Yeah, I know, I'm confused as well, but no hairdressing yet. As always, I'm duty-bound to tell you The opinions expressed in this forum are purely my own. If you're feeling unwell, you really should refer to the current advice given by the NHS in terms of calling the 111 helpline. (gasps) Well, it wouldn't be second opinion without my gorgeous sidekick, Alex Stanger. Alex, how are you? I'm all right, but the hairdressers, please open soon. I look like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo now. I I just look horrific. You do not. Oh, once this is over, there's going to be a lot of money spent on me, I'm telling you. (laughs) There's going to be a mad rush to hairdressers all over the world, isn't it? Well, look, I'm very, very excited and proud and honoured and humbled and actually quite nervous about my guest this week. It is the extraordinary Nicola Benedetti. Uh, She's one of the most sought-after violinists of her generation. Uh, I've seen her hurt her play so many times and it's always wonderful. Um, She's just released the recording of the Wynton Marsalis Violin Concerto, which you haven't heard it go listen go get it it's wonderful nikki how are you oh thank you so much for having me i'm i'm doing fine i'm doing okay and fine is not great though what, what's, <laughs> the, what's the fine for are you overwhelmed because you actually can i just say before before you are allowed to answer anything on Please. my podcast nikki <laughs> um, you've done an extraordinary thing and this is the reason i wanted to grab you quickly um was that you've sort of said that you wanted to give lessons, online lessons to people anywhere and everywhere, violin lessons um, during lockdown. Is that it in a nutshell? Well, I don't know if you could call it violin lessons, but um, it's a virtual workshop, which is trying to emulate what we actually do in person when we can all congregate and make music together. Um, I mean, I've been doing all sorts of... uh, really um you know seriously addressed education work since i was really quite young since i was a teenager uh but i started a foundation about um a year ago and uh our our kind of mainstay activity is these workshops that bring hundreds and hundreds of kids together teenagers together and teachers together and uh we we adhere to every um every level of music making and of 
music playing um, and kind of bring together all of these different levels under one roof all at once so that those who are just beginning have the older more advanced students to look up to and the older more advanced students are encouraged to have that um that sense of sharing with the with the younger ones and um uh, we've it's had a, to it's cancel. such a great idea it's such yeah. an amazing and has the response been i understand i'm guessing it's been overwhelming has it oh like totally i mean yeah. we, we you know i i think we were expect we, we did a we did a kind of sign up process i mean but both myself and laura gardner who runs the foundation with me we we agonized over um, a long period of time, um, well, p- perhaps not quite long enough, about how to <laughs> how exactly to make this work, and yeah. uh, and then we um, you know we came up with a kind of mixture of a sign up so that we had some way of communicating with people and some kind of monitoring of something, but then also trying to make every bit of information as available as possible and. Um, yeah, we had a sign up of over 7,000 um, and now, you know, everything's Isn't just kind of out there. So it is over. It's like a full time job times two. Yeah. Good for you. And Alex, <laughs> you, you, you come from a very musical family as well, don't you? Your part was a, was my, a jazz musician. Yeah, I am the sort of run to the litter because <laughs> my dad was a jazz musician and really accomplished. My mum was a jazz singer and my sister's a singer. And then there's me, and I can't. I I did. And you I can did play the, the spoons, grades. right? <laughs> well, no, because this is the, this is what I really would love to ask you actually, Nicola. Because I could do all. I did all the grades. I did grade seven, and on, um, on piano. Yeah. And oh, wow. um, I'm in the process. I've got three boys, and I've got um, two of them are having piano lessons via Zoom at the minute, Skype, Zoom, mm-hmm. whatever. And mm-hmm. um, it's going really well. In fact, the youngest one, the middle one. Um, he started his piano lessons on Skype because suddenly our piano teacher had a slot so he suddenly started it and it's been great I've been Mm -hmm. so pleased that they've managed to keep it going so the younger one's really keen the older one is musical but it's like dragging a lamb to slaughter getting him to do his (laughs) piano practice and Mm -hmm. I heard Jamie Cullum once say don't push kids if they don't want to learn don't push them so I Mm. as a mum am so torn because I'm like do I still keep this kid? I mean, he's, I know he can do it. Do I How still keep talking, forcing Alex? him? He's 10 and yeah. the other one's eight. Mm. And the eight year old obviously is just flourishing, loves it, is there every day. But the old mm. one's been doing it for two or three years. And me and his piano teacher sometimes really despair because we know he's got it all, but it's mm. just trying to get him to do the practice is always an argument. Is that a I question? Mean, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, what do we do? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've got a mum who was a, a believer in daily discipline of something, regardless of what it was. But her opinion was always, you know, if you're showing love towards that thing, then you, you, you honour the fact that you have the talent and the fact that you have the some love for it. Um, with with some daily work at that thing. So I think it is a delicate balance. I don't think there is a one-fits-all, you know, kind of bit of advice. But um, I think the, the main thing with, with learning an instrument is to 
And if you think of the massive variety of things that an instrument encompasses, you know, there's the whole emotional and storytelling aspect of playing. Then there's the technical virtuosic aspect of playing. Then there's um, the kind of more mathematical fact of how this music is put together. There's yeah. so many ins for people to find um, their connection to it. So I, I would say, you know, if he is musical and does have that ability, then maybe broaden out the ways within which he can practice because they are so wide ranging. Maybe there's there's just a bit more experimentation that could be done about how actually he approaches music. Um, yeah. That's that's, that's yeah. kind of what I would what I would advise because I'm sure the excitement is there somewhere. It's just maybe how he's approaching the practice is just not for him. And the other thing is to find a person that he really can kind of relate to and think is cool and he 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 finds kind of exciting that might not be his teacher or his parents, you know. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, that he can look to. That <laughs> definitely just, won't you know be his what, teacher what? or his parents. <laughs> you know what, Alex? There's, there's a really interesting sort of. I mean, I'm thinking about me when I. So I started off on the piano, and I hated it, and I slogged away at it, and I was really bad, and it was all awful and miserable, and I missed my piano lessons, and I was generally naughty, and then I picked up a recorder. Um, I know I was quite old for a quarter and loved it and suddenly found actually I preferred wind and then I discovered the oboe and I've stuck with the oboe and I loved it so it may be actually if he's got the musical ability we just need to find the right instrument and then yeah. I picked up the bagpipes and I played the bagpipes and that, I, suddenly I found all these amazing quirky instruments that no one else played at school so that was a good thing as well because you want to be the only one because then you get in the orchestra the so bagpipes. not that there's a bagpipe in the orchestra but very unusual know. Christian well but that might be all that's needed maybe you need to let him sort of because the piano can be a bit dull particularly in the early days it can be wonderful but if you're not enjoying it yeah maybe there's an instrument that he'd love my, maybe he'd like my um, father was a saxophonist he was amazing and he has expressed an interest in that the other thing which i was going to say is that my family i felt like and my partner my current partner who hopefully will remain my partner but he, he can play by ear my um my dad mm. obviously and my sister could play very easily it, it came mm -hmm. very naturally and for me it was always a bit of a slog do you think people are more naturally disposed to being able to play a musical in instrument? Because there was a part of me eventually after practicing for years and years and slogging away and getting to grade mm. seven where I just sort of gave up and went, what is the point? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are people like Nicola around being amazing. <laughs> oh, no, but I do, I do think the amount of investment sometimes for the return, people do feel like, why am I continuing to do this, you know? And... Um, but it's interesting. So yesterday we hosted a live Facebook session with um, a man called um, uh, Richard Michael, and he's a jazz pianist, and he's desperately trying to get everybody to learn from his tutorial without looking at the notes. And we um, we had so many people write in, like thousands of comments, and a, a, a good portion of them were like, well, where is the sheet music? Where do <laughs> I find the notes? And he's like, no, no, just listen to what I'm saying. Use your ears, use your intuition. So actually, I would, I would, I would advise your son to go and watch that. It's literally half That's an hour great. long, but... You know, something yeah. that is is of a level that he's he's trying to relate to people of all different levels, um, but just to tap into that, you know, not necessarily learning stuff through looking at something. And we all learn in such a massive variety of ways. Some of us really have a kind of internal process that is is much more connected to just the wave of how sounds go up and down. And other people are really visual. You know, they see notes on a page and they can immediately get it. Um, so I think, again, like how you actually absorb music and connect to it. There's such a massive variety 
um, of, of options here. You said something that really actually jumped out at me, Nikki. You talked about the, the, the storytelling of, mm. of playing music. And yeah, I thought that it's that's such a big part of it. But when you're learning, particularly when you're young, that for me, that didn't come into it at all. It was all scales oh, and, and it was like misery. But that's, you're not that would have made one. it so much more fun, actually. You if know, I'd only been but... told it's telling a story, I would have got mm -hmm. it probably far sooner. Mm. And, and I think, I mean, it's, we, uh, myself and the people, a lot of musicians that I work with now at the foundation more regularly, um, were, uh, without being critical of the, the music education that does already exist, I think there's been such pressure on teachers through the need to make grades and exams and make certain levels yeah. um, to just teach the, the, the kind of more technical aspect of music making. And actually, um, sometimes I'll go and see a rehearsal or see young people play and I'll think, isn't music meant to be something about expression or artistry? Like, how is this relating to that on any level? It's people yeah. just painstakingly trying to get from this note to that. And none of them enjoying note. it at all. Oh my God. And there's like no story. There's no expression. There's none of that like mystery, magical thing. And so we've got people that um, take classes for the, for um, that are purely focused on the storytelling and on that creative part of music making. Um, and, and like, just to really um just bring home that point that if you don't have that part of it like wh what are you trying what to say you, with playing yeah. a piece of music you know it's not just a technical exercise it's so true and alex that might be another way to encourage your boy i, I mean we're not poor guy who's going to be absolutely <laughs> swamped now with every <laughs> week but, this you know, poor child he's my guinea pig for so many things that i learn on this podcast <laughs> I feel so sorry for him. Last week it was video sort of, games. If you take the grades out of it, now that might be, I might upset some people, but I'm, I'm allowed to say, it. you know, if you take the miserable plod through the grades out and just go, you know, just play for fun. And the I've wrong note great... here and there doesn't matter. I must <laughs> say, I think we've lucked out with his piano teacher because he's very much of the opinion of he's not going to put them in for grades unless he feels he wants to do them or he's ready for them. And why put that pressure on him and also on himself, the teacher? And you kind of go, <laughs> yeah, I get it. So um, in that sense, we do get on very well with him. So we just, yeah, it's just, again, encouraging Jack. But I think that's really interesting because he is, he loves reading. And if I said to him, think of this piece like a story and all the rest of it, he'd get yeah. that. He'd really the, get that. The music I, that I really started to love was, was film music um, mm -hmm. because of what we call program music, music that, that is descriptive of a, of, a, of, a, of a story, you know. And I think film, if you think of something like the Harry Potter music, it's so, mm -hmm. as soon as you hear it, you almost have a picture in your head, don't you, of... And I, I found that music really spoke to me, a lot of film music, because it was mm -hmm. so, it was sort of up a few scales on the emotional stakes. It was a little mm -hmm. bit schlocky, yeah, but you could really, <laughs> really relate to it. So uh, that was, Nikki, how are you finding lockdown and music? Are you, you're not really having a rest, are you, I guess, but um, you're not playing in groups anymore, I suppose. You, do you miss that? Or is it nice to have a bit of a break? And... Well, in preparation for these um these virtual sessions which which last about three weeks we we decided that we needed to actually create uh, i don't know what to call them really but kind of base recordings because yeah. the idea is that people then by the by the end of the um second week into the third they send in recordings which we will then with our producers and engineers layer up and create a virtual orchestra with oh, all wow. of the people um 
but you know so the a bunch of us so the the musicians um and the the tutors that are teaching on the on the virtual sessions we've we've created recordings so it's literally been every single one of us in our bedroom recording in isolation <laughs> yeah. then sending a, the sending one recording to the next person then they listen and play along to one person, then sending it on to the next. And it's like this crazy domino effect, playing music that is so difficult, that's really flexible with time. It's not like we have click tracks or, um, you know, specific like uh, machine driven things to keep us together. Um, And so um, it's really made us all uh, appreciate and miss the actual physical act of playing together um, that we that we suddenly can't do during this time. You know, it's 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 been an amazing amazing process. And for me, generally, lockdown has been like one week of just uh, trying to take stock of everything that's going on, and then trying to think like you know what what can we do for people, and then co- concocting this master plan, and then just like a crazed woman just trying to make it work. Like, I mean, just like all day. Crazed woman in her bedroom. Yeah, going to bed at 3 a.m., getting up at 8 and just trying to make it good for people. So that's been the last, like, I have no idea how long has gone past or, I don't know, time just seems to be, yeah, time just seems to be running away with itself. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
the days go very quickly. I think that's the weirdest yeah. thing. I think the days are just so zipping by. And I don't know if that's because you haven't got the travel from A to B, you know, haven't got a natural start and finish to the end of your day or whatever. It's all, yeah. it's all one long mesh. Uh, my boundaries <laughs> have gone. So I find I'm calling my poor agent at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night because it just feels like about eight o'clock at night, really. <laughs> it's yeah, sort of it's not always going true. down very well, but... I've, I've got no boundaries at all anymore. I never had great boundaries in the first place, but, you know. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to talk, you've segued beautifully into sort of the, the effects of music, the importance of playing in a group and stuff, because I think that's, you work a lot in pushing for musical education, again, and all the blooming cuts that are happening to music education, which I mm. think is terrible, because we know medically, here's me cranking some medicine in now, because I think it's really important, you mm. know, the psychological effects and the effects on brain development of learning an instrument, mm. we know what they are, they're there, they've been, they've been researched, they're profound. And I think just that, it's like what I used to do at school, okay, weirdo alert here, but we used to turn all the lights off and play some bit of Penderecki or Mahler or someone obscure and quite scary really loudly and sit in the dark and listen to it and have the goosebump wow. effect I know oh I know goodness. just don't it was an all boys public school we did a lot <laughs> oh of strange things <laughs> you know, imagine we... that in like the normal world <laughs> no sorry I know. Christian I know <laughs> but, but do you know how exciting that is to do it and that's it's sort of a bit like watching a horror movie in the dark which I can't do because I'm too scary but listening to an extraordinary piece of music at sort of top blast in the dark and just listening to the music is really powerful but I know you all think I'm a nutter now don't you but no I well I think I mean maybe some people will but I think I know it's um I mean I think to 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 mix any kind of uh sound with an experience like that I think is uh, de- I mean it's definitely going to be a, a powerful thing um and everything you've said about the the impacts of of music um music making uh are it, it it's it's a travesty to me every single time that's that's diminished but i do think like in tandem was fighting for keeping music education um and the funding for it you always have to look at and challenge mm. when we say music education what do we mean and what are we um referring to and what standards do we uphold and um, much like we were talking about the storytelling or the um, the possibility of improvising on an instrument or not just staring at notes or um, being expressive. Um, all of these things matter and count, like the level that you're approaching those parts of it with. Like if they are, um, if they're uh, considered, then I think the, the impact on your uh, brain development but also on your your physicality and on your emotionality and all of these things that that can be impacted so positively by music it, it does really depend how music is taught I so, it's, I, I, it's so yeah and we can be a bit british it's that that sort of oh my god that was just spine tingling music you know we don't we sort of don't relish that very often or a lot of people mm. don't but that sort mm. of listening to a piece of something extraordinary doesn't matter what it is you know that gives you the chills down your spine and, and makes all the hair stand up on the end when the brass come in and a bit of marla which i'm going to go on a marla a lot because i like marla um 
you know, but it's it can be, but that sort of living in the moment and just loving what is happening right in front of you, the extraordinary mm -hmm. sight of so many people coordinating so precisely together and communicating mm -hmm. a story that, that speaks to you on such a profound emotional level is, I find mm -hmm. it incredibly exciting. But mm. medically, we know, you know, if, if you've got children who are perhaps struggling with communication, they're a bit shy, they're a bit, you know, they won't want to play in front of people, but learning how to communicate with music actually helps with language development. We know that. We know that yeah. because the two are, are, are strongly linked it helps with memory and if you can keep up your music a bit we know as you go into old age it can help you yeah. keep up your memories and keep up your your mind working and that's the great fear for a lot of older people i don't want to lose my mind i don't want to forget my memory mm. and i think i'm, I'm not saying music offers offers a solution but it certainly helps along the journey doesn't it oh yeah absolutely and one of the most um amazing and moving things about this um process that we've just entered into is the number of adult learners that have signed up and yeah. it's just um I, I mean i just can't uh you know reiterate or emphasize enough how um the people that that do even in a small way um return to their instrument or um revisit it at some point it's just such a positive um cho choice to make and so brave and amazing um I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Have, have either of you d d continued to play? I mean, have you? I do. Um... Yeah, I still pick up the oboe because I'm, I'm friends with Nicholas Daniel, the oboist as well, and he's incredibly oh, yeah, inspiring. And and he'll often he's bring amazing. his oboe around for dinner when we have a how get him out for dinner, <laughs> and he'll bring his oboe, and we have a little drunken oboe off. That's not a perverted <laughs> thing. It's a you know, I can play faster than you. He always beats me hands down, but it is incredibly <laughs> inspiring when you hear someone good and you think, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, next time I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> yeah. Have you still and got if... your bagpipes? I'm I, just curious. I, I the really bagpipes. Do. I really do. Are you itching? Do you? Oh, that's amazing. I really that do. Is yeah. Do you get them out? What do your neighbours say when you start playing your bagpipes? Alex, they're actually at my parents' house. And I'll tell you a funny story because if you're a proper piper and you've, Alex, Nikki, you're Scottish, you'll know this, but um, <laughs> you, you seal your pipe bag with honey. Or my teacher did. He was real old school. And when I first got the pipes, he, he filled them up with honey. He stopped, put corks in all the, all the ends, filled them up with honey, let it sit in there for a bit, poured it all out. And it had this gorgeous, sweet sort of heather honey smell because it, it seals the bag, makes it airtight. But fast forward 10 years and they've been sitting in the cupboard for a bit and they've gone <laughs> a little bit mouldy and whiffy now. And my mother was in my bedroom, my old bedroom that she's turned into an office. And she goes, there was this funny smell in the corner of the awesome. cupboard. And I thought it was a dead mouse. And I found your old bagpipes, <laughs> <laughs> which still work perfectly well because I gave them a the good blow. And they, they, yeah. So maybe one day, Alex, I'll treat you to those. How'd you say? Thank you. I, I do look forward to it. So I haven't kept mine up. It kind of finished when I finished... Um, my a when I left home and didn't have access to a piano, that kind of thing. Um, but being with the boys and being in lessons, I have tinkered oh, with thinking about maybe taking it up again, but it, it it's just time. But what I would say, and I don't know if there have been studies into this, is that I think the piano really got me through my A-levels. It got through, me through really stressful periods in my life when I was a teenager, because I'd just go and I'd just have a little tinker around and I'd, I'd love it. I loved it. It was really calming. And I'm just wondering, have there been studies to say how it helps your mental health playing Absolutely an instrument? Absolutely they have. Absolutely they have. And uh, Nikki, you may know more than me, but, but just the, the sort of, the fact that it's something else, I think is so important. And, and you're not you're not having to, 
you know, pass exams in it. If you're doing your A-levels, say, you know, you've got these three subjects or however many it was, but you can get away, sit in the room by yourself, contemplate, just fart about on the keyboard. You know, it's something else. It's a distraction and that's so mm. important. But, but you know, above and beyond that, the effects it have on cortisol reduction, you know, provided mm. you're not sort of being wrapped over the knuckles for your technique by your strict piano teacher, that's the whole different story. But I think that... I think there's a lot to say at just messing about at a keyboard or with an instrument. It doesn't matter if the sound coming out is appalling. If you're enjoying yourself, it's time out and it's something very different for your brain. So, yeah. Nikki, um, I understand you've prepared a piece of tartini that you're going to play for us. The Devil's Trill Sonata. Is that right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> My violin is currently in its case and has not been played today at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just wanted to How hear much- that. Scary just curious, uh, out of curiosity, <laughs> while you were in lockdown, I mean, I, it must just be like an, um, oh, what's that? Oh, I can't think of the terminology. It must just be like a natural reflex, obviously, with you that you have to practice for X amount per day or whatever. How are you finding that in lockdown? Are you still keeping it all up because you've got all this other stuff going on as well? Is it difficult to mm. put it into the day or is it just sort of like, can you not function unless you've done so many hours a day? No, I I mean, I didn't play at all for probably about the first 10 days of lockdown, like nothing. I just stopped playing. Um, And then I practiced really quite regularly and diligently, uh, set myself all kinds of, you know, uh, goals and tasks, what I wanted to do with violin. Uh, And then as of um, this really taking off, I mean, I've hardly been able to practice in the last week um i've had to do those recordings that we did um in order to to create those kind of bass recordings um but i didn't um but other than that i've not really been able to play so um it's just it's just purely running out of minutes in a day <laughs> yeah but how does that make you feel do you feel like there's something missing or is it is it is it okay you're fine with that i'm just wondering because obviously with, on level that you are it's like an athlete, isn't it? Suddenly stop playing. Yeah, I, I think after a certain point, um, you can get back into playing really quite easily if you stop for a few days. It's not, uh, it's not the end of the world, um, mm. you know. And I, I don't know. I think for me, I've had um, so many, such a variety of um, experiences in my relationship to the instrument that I've. Um, it's a lot more about my mental state actually if if I'm really grounded and calm and then I just do routines that I know work then I can actually get back into you know feeling really good with the instrument really quickly mm. yeah, I get that I mean I think my great thing is try and encourage people to make the most of lockdown it's not a great time and I think here's yet another thing that actually you know you could just start an instrument there's so many online courses some better than others but but I don't think that really matters if you're if you're distracted you know particularly if you're struggling with anxiety and you're struggling with feeling isolated and things actually concentrating on something else that's not staring at a telly screen but teaching your brain new skills making new mm-hmm. neuronal connections whether it's playing a piano whether it's singing whatever it is I think would be a really great thing to start to do um and it sat from the sound of it Nikki people want to want to do it because you've had amazing response well, oh yeah, a lot of a lot of um, active interest. Certainly, people people are looking for that challenge and something different. 
I really hope they take up on it. I think that's about it for this episode of Second Opinion. Alex, thank you for joining me. And Nicola, thank you so, so much. I know you're so busy, so I'm, I really appreciate you taking time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's been wonderful talking to both of you. So it's good to get away from the doom or gloom and talk about spine-chilling Marla for once, isn't it? Well, it is for me anyway. <laughs> so don't forget, you can get in touch by emailing surgery at thepodcastworks.com or you can message me on Twitter at Dr. Christian if you've got any specific questions or concerns that you'd like us to look into. If you've liked what you've heard, feel free to give us a five-star rating, press the subscribe button and share the podcast on your socials. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.